You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is my buddy, Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am splendid. How are you? It's actually a beautiful day here. Probably one of the nicest days of the year. Mowed lawn, that kind of stuff. And, and you yeah, know, can't, can't complain. Yeah, nice day here as well. I, there was a little hesitation there at first. I was I was worried. Yeah. Everything good in, in Steeler world? Oh, everything's good in Steeler world. Can't can't complain. All right, sounds good. Uh, Matt, we are uh, early in the stages of our team-by-team look at some dynasty buys, sells, and holds. We started with the AFC East. Uh, they covered, uh, our, our cohorts covered the Buffalo Bills on Monday. We talked about the New England Patriots yesterday. Uh, that, that was the toughie. It's going to be a little better today. We're talking Miami Dolphins in today's episode. We'll look at a lot of the moves that they've made this offseason and try to find some players we want to target to acquire on our teams, to get off of our teams, or maybe just to kind of hold steady and, and see what happens in the 2022 season. Yeah, I have a slight amendment to yesterday's podcast on the Patriots that I meant to mention and realized I never did because... Much of it was doom and gloom, but there was a kind of an unnoticed little move that the Patriots made that I think is relevant for fantasy in our discussion yesterday is they released, for people who don't realize it, as of right now, it looks like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick are the offensive coordinators slash play callers. None of them have an offensive background. They've all obviously been head coaches. Um, things are changing or, you know, things are a little up in the air, at least in New England. They released their fullback and basically told them, we're not going to play with a fullback anymore. Something you did. So they were one of the highest 21 personnel teams in the league last year. And that tells me we're at least going to see more three receiver sets or more likely, you know, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry on the field together, a higher percentage. So I just wanted to make sure everybody realized that because it's an easy, easy one to miss. Yeah, it is. And, and we're always so focused on those, uh, those players that score the fantasy points for us. It's easy to overlook moves like that. So that's definitely a good note, but kind of mixing that into the conversation we had yesterday, I guess I'm surprised they were not more aggressive uh, in acquiring some wide receivers. We talked about Parker. We yeah, talked yeah. about, Tyquan Thornton on on day two, uh, but you know again neither of those really move the needle too much. Seems like if they're shifting, uh, shifting offensive schemes and and really mindsets, that they might have brought in a, a little more high profile wide receiver. But no, I hear you. I also think Kendrick Bourne might be somebody they like more than we do. Uh, that's fair. Man, fair. But okay, just want to get that out there. We are talking, as I said, Miami Dolphins today, and they have made a ton of moves this offseason. I mentioned this yesterday, Matt, along with talking about some players to trade uh, in these episodes. We also just kind of want to give a roster update because we have had, of course, free agency in the NFL draft, and every single roster has changed, and, and sometimes it's hard to keep up. So just a fresh look at every roster. That's how we'll start the show Miami Dolphins, they've still got Tua Tungavaloa at quarterback, but they did sign 
a veteran backup, Teddy Bridgewater. At least we think he's the backup. He's coming off a pretty serious injury or a couple of injuries, a pair of concussions in his 2021 season. So his status is certainly kind of up in the air. We assume he will be the backup there in Miami. They've made a ton of moves in the backfield. It was Miles Gaskin as the man last year, along with Savon Ahmed and a couple of other depth pieces. Uh, the Miami Dolphins first signed Chase Edmonds. Then they signed Raheem Mostert uh, and then finished that up just uh, just pretty recently with bringing in Sony Michelle. So three brand new running backs. We'll get into it, but I like all three of those backs more than I like Miles Gaskin. Me too. At yeah. this point. Uh, and Matt, I know you have said whoever the running back is of the Miami Dolphins, I want that guy on my team. So we'll talk about the backfield more in a moment. The big move of the offseason for the Miami Dolphins, one of the biggest moves across the entire league, is Miami's trade for Tyreek Hill. They give up a first-rounder plus to get uh, the former Chiefs wide receiver on their team. They gave him that new big contract that he was looking for, and he uh, he will now pair with Jalen Waddell uh, to maybe give us what the one of the most explosive wide receiver combos ever. I mean, is that fair to say? Not not necessarily most talented or the best receivers, but when you're talking big plays, these are two of the best. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's as fast, explosive of a pair of receivers have ever been on the field together without question. And just a side note there, clearly speed at the skill position players was a priority. I mean, Chase Edmonds, Mostert, Gusecki coming back, those mm-hmm. two. I mean, they can run as well as any team in the league with their five skill guys. Very good point. So Tyreek and Waddle at the top of that receiver depth chart. They also signed Cedric Wilson. Uh, they bring back Preston Williams, and they draft Eric Ezukama on day three. So uh, much improved wide receiver depth chart. We talked yesterday about the Devontae Parker trade, so he's gone from this roster and now with the Patriots. They franchise tag Mike Gusecki. did not let him get out of town, and they still have Hunter Long, uh, the rookie from a year ago, that they added and, and still has some promise if you're in a deep dynasty league, especially a tight end premium. So that's kind of the update for the Miami Dolphins. As I said, lots and lots of changes. Matt, what is your big picture overview, your thoughts on the Dolphins roster right now from a dynasty standpoint? Well, including what I think is an, uh, oh, I know is an upgrade over might well have been the worst offensive line in the league last year. You know, I mean, mm. Connor Williams is a, a highly penalized guard, but he's a quality starting guard who's only, I think, 26 years old. And, and then they bring in Armstead, who's a stud left tackle, assuming he's healthy. So I have to think that the O-line is going to be vastly improved and hopefully will allow Tua to hold the football a little longer, fewer RPOs, fewer throws behind the line of scrimmage. And I know Waddle and Tyreek are great at that, you know, just get it in their hands. But there was too much last year, too. I want to see those guys deep posts, crossers, you know, longer developing routes. And I assume that's the plan as is running the football in a very 49ers-like fashion. From what I understand, their head coach was really the brains behind the running game in San Francisco. Um, he kind of looks like a, a young, I don't say nerdy, but by football coach standpoints, you know, nerdy kind of youngster 
Um, but he has a great mind for the game, particularly the running game, which is why I said, man, I want their running back. But I kind of hoped it was Brees Hall, not the combination of Edmonds, Mostert, and Michelle, and maybe Gaskin. But you get my point. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough to compare uh, any change or any move that the Dolphins organization has made this offseason. Tough to compare to the Tyree Kill trade. But it, it, it might be close for me, the hiring of Mike McDaniel from the San Francisco yeah, yeah. 49ers. I love the hire. Brings over uh, much of the uh, the assistants and, and the staff from the 49ers, including Wes Welker as the wide receiver coach. I'm excited about that one as well. Uh, looking forward to seeing what he can do with, with Waddle and, and even, honestly, with, with Tyreek Hill. Um, a, a pretty experienced coaching staff, uh, even for – for a young head coach, a first-time head coach, this is yes. this is maybe the team I'm most looking forward to seeing and and uh, and playing or watching play this year. Matt, after the break, we're going to get into some of the more specifics when it comes to the individual players and talk about some buys and sells. Hey everyone, I've been telling you guys about Built Bar for a long time now. They've been great friends with the whole Locked On Network and really with my family, to be honest with you. We've been getting Built Bars for quite a while and they don't last long around here. I mean, they, uh, this is a, the time of year when a lot of people have given up on their New Year's resolution, but not this year. So I, I've been sticking to it and eating right whenever I have to fight my kids for these Bilt Bars. But it, it almost feels like it's not a resolution because they're so easy to eat and they're tasty. I mean, they got real chocolate on them. I've, I've told you guys before, my wife's kind of a uh, a chocolate snob, and she doesn't like a lot of the bars because of the, the waxy chocolate feeling. But um, built bars aren't like that at all. And, and if you haven't tried the puffs, you're missing out on one of the best built bars in terms of taste for sure. They're great. Uh, puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they they too, of course, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Um, they're a fan favorite with incredible flavors. You know, uh, coconut marshmallows big here. Banana cream pie is actually my favorite. Uh, these are going to be your new favorites. I can promise you that one. Uh, low cal, high protein. Replace replace your candy bars with these. I mean, they're just better. I mean, a typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to three hundred calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. I mean, so. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Again, I mean, they blow candy bars out of the water. Tons of great flavors. So here's what you got to do. Go to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And get 15% off your next order. So use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Matt, we said we had a hard time finding a buy, a trade target with our Patriots conversation yesterday. I found a few of them here with the Miami Dolphins. I think I've got to start with this backfield, though. As as I said, and you've said a few times on here, whoever that running back is on, on the Dolphins roster, I want him. And right now they've got a, a couple of notable guys, Chase Edmonds, who is the RB37 in DLF ADP, and Raheem Mostert way down there at RB58. Obviously, both of these guys are, are very cheap. 
and, and it, I would even say pretty easy to acquire in dynasty leagues, whether you're talking about a brand new league, a brand new startup draft, or an existing league where those guys uh, could be traded for. And, and now you add Sony Michelle to the mix. He's obviously not going to be too expensive either, despite his pretty impressive 2021 season. So uh, now that we know the names of this backfield and, and you're not just um, not just guessing, what do you think of the Dolphins running back crew? Well, <laughs> it's a little crowded, you it's know, I mean, crowded, yeah, because yeah, I like the way Sony Michelle still plays. I, I keep thinking that he's on borrowed time with his knees, but he, he's a quality back and I think he fits the system well. We know Mostert fits the system well, and really a big thing these guys want, Elijah Mitchell fits this mold, is stick your foot in the dirt, run extremely fast, often in a straight line, and smash into things until you get hurt, and then we'll get the next guy. And I think Mostert does that to a T, and on his good days, he fits that perfectly. But Edmonds is the one getting money, and he's clearly the best receiver of the group. So I think he's the one to own. But I think all three of those guys at the right price have value, which brings me a question to you is many of us are trimming our rosters to prepare for our rookie drafts right now. Is Gaskin a cut for you? He is a cut. Yeah. 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 And I think ultimately he will be a cut for for the Dolphins. I I don't expect him to make this roster. Uh, He, in my opinion, at least he wasn't especially... Uh, impressive, especially last year, but even even that twenty uh, that twenty twenty season that kind of felt like a, a little bit of a breakout year for him, uh, and and of course we know this type of thing happens with a new coaching staff. Uh, I mean McDaniel comes in and and as we've already said brings in three new guys, including Mostert, who he coached with San Francisco. So. I just I have very very low expectations for Gaskin, and uh, if you need a roster spot to make a draft pick, or uh, you're making uh, one of those trades where you need to drop somebody or, or throw somebody in, I'm fine with that being Miles Gaskin. Yeah, right. It makes perfect sense to me. Uh, what about you? Any any other players on this team that stand out as players you would be targeting and trade outside of those running backs? Targeting and trade. Well, I think Gasecki to me is a buy just because he's a little bit out of sight, out of mind, overlooked because of the Tyree Kill trade. All these targets are going to go to Waddle and Hill, I think is the narrative. But we know tight ends don't bloom early in their NFL career, and Gasecki's already been um, productive, and I think his became the league pretty raw, so he might be just hitting his stride. And the fact that Devontae Parker isn't there to be a big-bodied guy, maybe in the red zone, has me attracted to Gasecki right now as a, I don't know, tight end 8, 9, 10 in Dynasty, something like that. You know, Not the best starting option in the world, but I, I think that you could get him at a good price right now. So as I said earlier, they did tag him uh, yeah. potentially on the move uh, next offseason. Would you view that? We kind of had that conversation yesterday with, with Damian Harris. Would you view that as, as a pro or a con uh, if you're targeting Mike Gusecki in a trade that this time next year he might be with a new team? Yeah, that's a good point because there's obviously some unknown there. You don't know what his landing spot would be. 
But my hunch is his new team would pay a pretty good buck for him, which then in turn means they have a plan for him. Um, he's also in that Kyle Pitts mold where he really is a big slot receiver. I mean, he doesn't line up in line hardly at all. So, I mean, he's a receiver at the tight end, you know, a tight end um, meeting room or, you know, in your starting lineup. So I just think that he's has a lot more value than I think he's given credit for right now. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. Uh, one of the players I would be buying, and this is certainly not a buy low situation, uh-huh. is Jalen Waddle. Me too. I, I Me love too. the talent. Uh, I'm a big believer in him. I, I don't think, uh, at least by our data, his value has not been hurt by the acquisition uh, of Tyreek Hill. In fact, uh, now if you if you check out the ADP over at DLF, Waddle is the wide receiver nine. Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver 10, of course, just below him. So uh, head-to-head in Dynasty, which one of those guys do you want, Matt? Waddle. Frankly, I don't think it's close, which brings us, I think, to ourselves, is I think Tyreek's a sell for both of us just by the sound of your voice and having conversations with you over the last month or so since he's been traded. And I'm not going to bet my reputation on this, but I had a pretty good source tell me the Kansas City when tracking the GPS data, thinks that Tyreek might be just starting to slip a little bit. And, you know, he didn't end the season particularly strong. Some of that was COVID and injury. Mm-hmm. There are other reasons they moved on to from him. But maybe his best days are behind him or about to be. And traditionally, I mean, I know there's some exceptions like Stefan Diggs, but changing teams isn't wonderful for top receivers historically. Absolutely, and and you're right. He he is my by far my number one sell on this team. Maybe one of my biggest sells in in all of Dynasty. Yeah, if he's a top ten receiver still. Yeah, still ugh, like I right. said, still the wide receiver ten seventeen overall. So he's he's going to cost you a, a mid second round pick in a one quarterback startup to get him on your roster. Uh, is twenty eight years old. Waddle, by the way, still twenty three years old. So a, a significant age difference there and i mean it's it's really pretty simple right i mean he's 28 years old we're looking at a huge i mean say what you will about uh, about Tua, and and we'll talk about him here soon it's a huge quarterback downgrade it's not even close and and then throw in the kind of the whispers that you're hearing that maybe maybe he's lost a step the the speed game has always been what has made tyreek hill special and uh if if he's losing that even even a little bit or even to a small degree, it's going to have a, a big impact on his production and therefore on his dynasty value. Without question. Matt, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about Tyreek Hill. I've got some trades that I want to see. I want to see if these change your mind. These, these were a little scary, a little surprising. Hey everyone, let me tell you about betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info without question. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball season, all that good stuff. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. It's the only place I use, that's for sure. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL. 
The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL host repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, Matt. We are talking about the Miami Dolphins and all the wild moves they've made this offseason. And before the break, we both identified Tyreek Hill as our sell on this team. He still has that ADP. He's a second rounder, the 10th wide receiver off the board. By the way, he's being drafted ahead of Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. Uh, we, we get the rookies in there, London and Burks, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin. That, that's that's a lot of names there. That's some good that, names, yeah. Right, you could you could make a case that um, nearly all of them belong above Tyreek Hill at this point. But then I checked out another tool that we have to offer at Dynasty League Football, the Trade Finder, and and this is one of my favorites. It searches hundreds of Dynasty leagues that are out there for trades that have happened to give you a, a real insight on how players are being valued. And this is where we see the drop for Tyreek. It doesn't show up in ADP, but it shows up in these trades. These are all recent trades that have happened in the past two to three weeks involving Tyreek Hill. We've got Tyreek and a third rounder for Michael Carter, Alec Pierce, and a 2023 second rounder. That's insane to me. I mean, especially after Brees Hall landed in the, with the Jets. You right, know, like, if right. Carter is the only show in town, I'd kind of buy it, you know, but that that's not enough. I, I don't get that one at all. Obviously, Carter has lost some value as well mm-hmm. because of that Hall pick. Uh, Pierce had, an, had a nice landing spot, probably has gained some value, but we're still talking about a second, maybe even a third rounder in rookie drafts and then a future second. Uh, that one was crazy, but there's others that are are not great either. Tyreek Hill for DJ Chark, the 2.02, 2.03, and a 2023 second. So you're getting three second rounders, two of them pretty good, and, and DJ Chark. It's uh, a little better. I mean, Pierce is really the same to me as like 2.02 or 2.03. Right. You know, and there's they also got 23 seconds. It's still a little light. I, I mean, if, if this is the going rate, I, I'm probably holding Tyreek till after week one, week two, when yeah. he catches an 80 yarder and you see him on Sports Center dancing. You know, I, I mean, he's going to play well this year. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I'm not this, dumping him at all costs. That's exactly where I wanted to go with this conversation because we always talk about uh, the best time to sell veterans is is during the regular season. Best time to buy them is in the off season. Uh, it's it, it's simple, but it really it really is that simple. That's how you do it. So mm-hmm. selling Tyree Kill right now, even though that was kind of my gut instinct, it may not be the play. I, I would definitely shop him if he's on your roster. He's on a few of mine, and I have been and will be shopping him. But if these are the types of returns, then do exactly what Matt just said. Hold on to him. He's going to have big games. He's still going to have a big season. Yeah, he's still really good. Uh, right, right. So you're going to be able to get more than those two examples uh, once the uh, once the season rolls around, a couple 100%. others, and and I do think these are better examples of of Tyreek's value. Tyreek Hill for Terry McLaurin and a twenty twenty three second. 
I still, That's fair to me. Yeah, I still want I still want a little more. But okay. That yeah. That, I would that's consider that one. I'm a big McLaurin fan, although his future's a little in the air too, up in the air. Uh, and the last one, Tyree Kill for Chase Claypool, Allen Robinson, and a 2023 20, second rounder. So just just getting some pieces. I like those pieces still. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That that one's okay. That one's probably for me the best deal uh, out there. Yeah, I think Claypool's a buy low. I mean, if we're, we're, I know this isn't a Steelers show, but if we're doing Steelers, he's a buy for me. I mean, he has just as good a season as second year as his first. He just didn't score as many touchdowns, and everyone's down on him. So I would take oh, that trade. I think I think every every show with you is the Steelers show, right? Now. <laughs> I try to avoid it, but I can't help myself. Really quickly, let's get into it. The player on this Miami Dolphins roster that we're just going to hold on to maybe doesn't have that trade value that that makes it worth shopping him, but also still has some upside. I think this is this is pretty easily to a Tungavaloa. He's the quarterback 16 in our ADP, certainly still has a lot of promise with the moves that this Dolphins team has made. Uh, this is kind of his chance, right? It, this is uh, his time to prove he can be uh, not only a, a starting quarterback in the league, but a, a difference maker, right? Um they they bring in Tyree Kill. They make some other moves. Upgrade that running back or that uh, that that backfield. Receivers. Yeah, in the backfield, right? This is this is Tua's chance to really prove it, right? Yeah, I just lean towards him not proving it, and I don't think it's outlandish that Bridgewater might be the starter in Week Ten if if they're three and six or you know and. I just keep thinking about this team still has two first round picks next year. I mean, they still have the Niners first round pick in in addition to theirs. It seems like a very aggressive organization. They flirted with Watson. We even heard Brady rumors and maybe even new ownership. I think he's on a really short leash and I'd lean towards him choking himself with that leash as opposed to breaking off it. And so to me, he's closer to a sell than a hold. Okay, so, I mean, you're selling him at that quarterback two range, uh, if if that's what we're looking at. Um, again, he's quarterback 16 in our ADP. Do he probably want... was like 22 before the Tyreek trade, and now he went to 16, is my guess. Well, we, we talked to Mac Jones yesterday. Do you want Tua or Mac Jones on your dynasty roster? Jones. Oh, I'm okay. certain Jones will be a 10-year starter in this league. Whether he's a great fantasy producer or not, I'm not certain Tua is. Zach Wilson or Tua? I guess Wilson, but I have my doubts about him. Okay, too. so you're you're really you're really concerned about Tua and, and yeah. his his future, his upside. Uh, I don't think he's very gifted. I yeah. don't know what his his I don't know what his trump card is. Well, then that that would certainly make uh that would certainly make Tyreek Hill a sell going back to our original mm-hmm. point. All right, Matt, that will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty. <laughs>